Welcome to Solo Sailing with Trev White and today we're going to discuss anchors basically 101 anchoring in the Pacific and a little bit about New Zealand and Australia so I have a 44 foot alloy catch weighs 12 ton traditional style boat it um, can carry a fair amount of gear and on my vessel the anchor locker is about six feet back from the bow it's um, just in front of the uh, the mast and that carries away a little little ways back it um, currently got about 50 meters of chain in there but uh, I'm going to be changing that to 100 meters very shortly and on top of that I have 60 meters of uh, 80 mil rope and then I have an additional 150 meters of separate rope with 15 meters of chain as my backup anchor warp um, my primary anchor is a 20 kilo Rockner. I have a backup anchor which was a 25 kilo Delta. I have another backup anchor which is a 25 kilo Plow or CQR. I have another backup anchor which is a Fisherman's or Admiralty style anchor, one of the curved ones with the uh, flukes, the sharp flukes. And then my cyclone anchor is a 60 kilo Danforth, one of the big flat anchors, and that uh, is strapped to the top of the cabin. So that's my anchors, and then I also have a small, a couple of small dinghy anchors as well with chain on them. Um, so if you're in the Pacific, you need chain. Uh, rope is not going to cut it, or rope will be cut. It's uh, coral and uh, sharp rock everywhere. You need, at the very least, um, all the gear on the bottom to be chain, even if you're running a chain rope combo. And it is deep, or it can be deep. A lot of the anchorages are 8 to 15 metres, and then there's quite a few which are um, 20 to 25 metres plus. So that makes anchoring difficult for anybody. Uh, no one likes to anchor in 20 metres of water. It, it's a lot of chain out. It's, um, it's deep. So I generally work on a 5 to 1 scope. So if it's 10 metres deep, I've got 50 metres of chain out. And you know it's debatable whether you put include or uh, add the length of the boat as well. Some people do, some people don't. So... For a lot of the sailing I've done, I've got nearly all my chain out all the time. That's good because I'm using it all. Um, it's not just sitting in a locker. But for the odd occasions where I'm in places that are 20 metres or 25 metres deep, then I've got all of my chain out and I've got rope out as well. And I'm not as keen on the rope. Like The rope is a benefit in some ways because it does give you a bit of stretch, absorption. But... If something goes wrong and it starts rubbing up against a um, a bommy or uh, a rock, then it's not going to last very long. The chain, you know, whilst it's sad to say, will grind its way through sharp rocks and coral if it comes in contact with it. But you're not losing your boat. And we all try to anchor uh, sensitive to the environment, so we stay away from live coral we uh, try to anchor out a little bit deeper where it's where the coral isn't um, growing but sometimes you know we're anchoring in old coral fields or there's just rock strewn everywhere so um, 
that's just reality life. And then a lot of the bottoms I find are also like coral sand. So the coral is eroded into this corally sand and it's really difficult to get a pick in. So I found the CQR and the Delta don't set very well in this in these conditions. They're pretty, pretty okay in sand. Um, sand and mud, they're fine. But in the hard coral sands, they, they're more difficult to, to get set. And they'll lie on the side and they'll drag. I find the Rockner sets like a gem. It, I think it's, I think I've had one failure. The rest of the time I drop it. Um, I generally you know, lower my anchors onto the bottom and then um, and then lower chain about about um, thirty metres of chain out. Set the anchor, haul on it, and then I'll put the rest of the chain out and let it set. That's my uh, my sort of go-to, I guess. Um, now, in addition to all of that, I have a product called an Anchor Buddy, and or it's an anchor chain weight. So I have a 20 kilo length of 100 mil stainless steel bar. On one end is attached a, a shackle and a um, stainless steel carabiner. And then I attach a rope to that. So I clip that onto my chain. And I lower that down the chain once all my chain is out until it gets to the seabed. And then I raise it back up a metre. And what that does, if a big blow comes in, it keeps the chain on the bottom. Because if your chain's not on the bottom, it's actually not effective. It's um, or not as effective. So I still believe, you know, the anchor is there to to set and, and give you purchase and then your anchor chain is there to provide friction on the on the seabed and helps the anchor do its job <coughs> excuse me and then i use the anchor buddy to give the anchor chain a lot more purchase so it's it's the same as lowering a, an additional anchor down but because it's it's about um, two foot long it's um smooth steel bar it's easy to drop over the side of the um, the anchor roller. It's easy to recover, and it's easy to stow, and it doesn't rust. So all of those things are um, are a benefit on my boat. So why so many anchors? One is not enough, and I keep telling that to people because I meet people who have one anchor. It's madness. Two is a very minimum, uh, in my opinion. Three is better. So the CQR, the Delta, and the Rockner or a Mason, one of those style anchors, all work well as your primary anchor. You know, they set once they're dug in. You know, they've got a pretty good purchase. They can dig in and hold, hold you in a fair gale. Um, I use the Fisherman's anchor, and that's my my primary second. It's um, it's attached to my second road and chain. It folds up, so it takes up less room on the bow. And it's a little bit lighter. It's probably only 15 kilos. So with mine, I've got bigger flukes on it. I've welded them on. And they're razor sharp. So it's designed to be used in weed. So I was using that in places in South Australia and in Tasmania where there's lots of weed and kelp. And I had it on board for New Zealand, but I didn't find those conditions in New Zealand where I was. So an old fisherman put me onto it. His advice was make it so sharp it will cut meat. So mine are, they're razor sharp. 
and they will cut through kelp easily. Cut through your leg easily as well if you're not too careful. But um, I sharpen them up and then I just re-gelvalize them with a um, spray gelf. So that sits on the front deck. The rest of my anchors are either spare, primaries or spares. And um, but the go the rockner is becoming the go-to. It's um, it's a really good anchor. Sets sets easily, holds really well. Uh, sets in nearly all bottom types without any problems. The mason is a very similar um, type of anchor, and there's a couple of other new anchors coming out in that um, format. So how big do you go? I'm sort of of the belief that you go for the uh, recommended, manufacturer's recommended weight, mine's 20, I could probably get 25, 20 kilo sets really well, I'm not carrying a huge amount of weight, some people put like 35 kilo anchors, um, they say it help, helps them sleep at night, I don't doubt that, um, it's a lot of weight up in the bow, um, and it's a lot of weight on your windlass, but it's a personal choice, and big is better. In saying that, like you, you need a minimum of a hundred meters chain. If you're going to the Pacific and you're sailing, even New Zealand, a uh, hundred meters chain is minimum. I use ten mil gelf. It's good quality. Uh, my chain is probably uh, it's probably twenty thirty years old. Um, needs to be replaced. It's a, a soon to do project, but it um, it wears really well, and you know it has provided good service. Some people go stainless, and some people go high tensile steel, which is less weight. Um, it's a personal choice. You've got to research it and work out what's right for you. If you're a you know, fast, light boat, you know, um, high tensile or a combo of high tensile and rope could be the gay or galvan rope. If you're a cruiser like me, um, budget is a consideration, then galvanised chain, uh, good quality, not that Chinese shit. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find some you know European-made galvanised chain, 10 mil short link that is going to last 20 years minimum. There's a lot of dodgy chain out there which is made very poorly and will rust quickly. So be very careful when you're buying chain. Same with anchors. You know, the um, if you're buying a delta, and you can pick up deltas really. Very affordably. Um, I bought my 25 kilo for 250 Australian dollars. Bargain. It was an original, but there's a lot of ripoffs. So you need to make sure the steel's good and the welds are good. Um, making an anchor buddy. Like, I think there's one company that makes them, but you know, they're very easy to make. Just get some uh, axle steel um, and you can knock one up. I'll put a link on my website um, about anchor buddies. But the, uh, I think the key is to understand what the bottom types are going to be, have a minimum of 100 metres, run a 5 to 1 scope, so 5 times the depth of anchor chain. Uh, if it's going to be blowy, consider an anchor buddy. And then once you've got all that done, if you, um, you need some sort of absorber. So when you're anchoring, it can get, you know, uh, rolly, you can get... You get pushed around a bit, uh, you might get a bit of um, swell coming in, so you start you know, lunging at the chain. Uh, so there's a variety of different methods people use. Some people use dedicated ropes, um, snubbers they call them, and 
what I tend to do is I have a uh, piece of 10 mil rope, which is rated to three ton. I put a, a rolling timber hitch on that. I lower, or I, I tie it off to a cleat, and I lower that over the um, over the bow for about, about three meters of rope I use, and uh, until the chain goes slack. And then I put a bit more, more chain out, and the snubber is taking up the load. And if I start, if it starts breaking or starts failing, then I'm I need to consider what's going on. So where was I? I was down in Apollo Bay, anchored in the bay with a big ass westerly blowing. It was perfect conditions, and um, got in there. It was blowing sixty knots. Got the anchor down. Felt pretty comfortable. And over the course of the evening, we started getting swell coming in, conditions hadn't improved, and I had a three-ton rope basically snap and um, thread out. So that loaded up my windlass and bent my um, shaft on the windlass. So that can happen. Um, and But it did you know, reduce the uh, snatching on the, on the anchor chain at the time. Uh, some people run like a, like a V-sheet with a an anchor cleat, or sorry, chain cleat, they put on the chain and they run it to both sides. That's probably um, also quite good. And there's also webbing versions, which are stronger. I've been using the rope version. It's generally works quite well. It's very simple, it's easy to replace. Uh, Where's so I just cut a new piece of rope. And the um, and tying on the, um, the timber hitch, uh, holds well on chain and it goes over the anchor roller with no problems and recovers with no problems. So I'm not trying to hang over the end of the um, anchor roller as it's uh, surging up and down to get a uh, an anchor cleat off, which a lot of people I see do. Uh, again, very personal choice, but these are just my thoughts. Um, I think that's about it for chain, but uh, yeah, the key takeaways, 100 metres of chain, 5 to 1 ratio, a decent anchor, you can sleep at night, um, because we're up in the Pacific cruising around, you know, like, you know, if you drag and you hit the rocks, there is no one there to save you, you know, your anchor is, anchor and anchor chain are your lifeline, you want those things to work and, um, and to keep you safe. The anchor snubber just gives you a slightly more comfortable uh, sleep at night. I use uh, an anchor alarm on my GPS. I run that every night. <coughs> Excuse me. And I use a um, a secondary one on my phone if I'm feeling it's a bit dodgy. So, and um, sometimes I'll even turn the radar on with a other uh, guard zone. So, I have often found myself waking uh, with the anchor alarm going off because I'll set them a little bit tight sometimes but I'd rather get up through the night and annoy my crew than um, drag and uh, end up on the reef and it happens all the time I see people on the reef I see people getting into trouble I see people running aground I see people dragging into other people's boats probably the other thing to talk about is swimming on your anchor so as I stated before some of the bottoms are really hard, like they're, they're almost coral, uh, or corally rock, or coral sands. And sometimes your anchor doesn't dig in that well. So I tend to swim on my anchor most anchorages. I'll drop the anchor, set it, dive overboard, 
um, and I'll go down and I'll swim on the anchor. And as long as it's set and the anchor chain looks good, then I can sleep well at night. On, on occasions, I've, I've gone down and the anchor is just under a little stone shelf. It's twisted around and in a big blow, if that stone shelf snapped, we would be dragging onto the rocks. So I've found those situations probably two or three times. And by swimming on it, I've, uh, I've had the time to fix that problem or change positions, which um, has kept me afloat and safe. And my crew safe. Um, so yeah, highly recommend swimming on your anchor. If you're uh, too crusty to swim on your anchor, um, then invest in a little uh, subsurface drone. That don't cost much, a couple of grand. Um, but it'll give you peace at, peace at night. The uh, What else have we got going on with anchors? The only other thing I'll probably talk about is um, shackles or anchor swivels. So I use stainless, no I don't, I don't use stainless, I use galvanized steel swivels because I find and have experienced stainless steel swivels snapping without any warning. Galvanized, when it starts to deteriorate, it rusts. So when I see my galvanized shackles rusting, I change them for new shackles. And I run two. I run one, or well, run two of the um, from the anchor to the chain. That gives it a bit of um, bit of you know, movement through there. Um, I've considered putting shackles on. I see shackles on, not shackles. I see swivels on lots of boats. Um, my only consideration would be, I would put an oversized swivel on that suits the anchor and chain, and can get over the roller. Because um, it always concerns me that. These stainless steel swivels are not big enough, and stainless steel does fail without warning. Just my personal consideration. The company might guarantee it, but they're not going to be there to save your ass at uh, two o'clock in the morning in a fifty knot gale. Um, I think that's about it for anchoring. Anchoring Pacific One Hundred and One from uh, a bloke who's been doing it for a while. I've been sailing for thirty years, so I have dragged anchor. Of number of times. I've anchored poorly a number of times, but each time I hope to try and get it a little bit better. So thanks for joining me on Solo Sailing with Trev, and we can talk about some of these issues. I'd like to hear from you guys as well. Um, it's probably a, a topic every time I go to the pub with other sailors is anchoring, anchor chains, anchor gear, anchoring techniques, uh, we might even talk about other anchoring techniques uh, in a further um, podcast. We talk about this stuff all night on the Rumbos. Thanks.